Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the second estate of vocation, the church. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Reed. All right, we are still talking about vocation and, and vocation in, in the church. Hashtag the, shocked. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, we're, we're wrapping up vocation in the church yes. uh, with a topic that I'm really super excited mm-hmm. to talk about with qualifications, but uh, spiritual gifts. And the mm-hmm. interaction of the body of Christ is where we're going to be at. Yep. You know, we talked a lot about... Is this a wackadoodle episode? Yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> we're, we're, I, I warn you right now, we're going to be talking a lot about speaking in tongues. We're going to be teaching you how to do it. Uh, did you see that video of that fake pastor? Fake you make it. <laughs> did you see that? Did you guys see? Well, you guys are on social media. Nope. Blessed oh, my goodness. ignorance. <laughs> there was a, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but. There, you should now. You already started. Well, I already started. There was a video of, of a pastor. I think he was a pastor speaking in tongues. Uh-huh. And he was uh, just kind of mumbling for a while. And the video shows him actually picking up his phone. And for like a minute, it's the most awkward thing. He goes like, uh. <laughs> he's checking his fantasy football team. Yes. <laughs> Speaking in tongues and looking at his phone. Oh and then, my goodness. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Or it's like those behind the scenes footage at Benny Hinn rallies where mm-hmm. like the person doesn't collapse when Benny Hill pushes him and he kind of looks at him and just moves on and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, we're we're not going to get into the wackadoo no, stuff. No, no, no. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna redeem the content <laughs> <laughs> and, and and bring it back to biblical truth. But right. one of the best ways to think about vocation in the church is to talk about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the best ways to think about spiritual gifts is to ha- talk about how those gifts are mm-hmm. done in love and service for neighbor, because right. that's the proper umbrella to put this right. under. And when you look at those passages in the New Testament, it's the Holy Spirit distributing to each one. As the Holy Spirit sees fit. As the Holy Spirit whoa, sees fit. Yeah, whoa, right. whoa. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, God is sovereign except for that, right? <laughs> that's why everyone needs to speak in tongues, uh, because then they're not oh. really Christian unless they do. Oh, man. But the other difference between a self-sacrificial love of Christ mm-hmm. flowing in through you and then pride Yep. Trying to look good for the sake of other people. Yeah. I've mentioned yeah. it before. I will say it as many times as I need to. Every single person I know, everyone that has come out of the Assemblies of God Church has admitted to me they faked it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. When it fake it till you make it. Yep. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> Spiritual gifts. And it's, it's, it's tragic. Oh, oh, no. That that has become such a big thing in the Pentecostal churches. Right. And then how many people, I mean, well, first of all, how are you going to know if someone's faking it? Because it's just, it's it's babble mm-hmm. anyway when it comes the down to it. Yeah. But let's get into the nitty gritty of these things so we can kind of blow away some of mm-hmm. the haze and talk about how it's really loving and serving our neighbors and our congregations. Right. Yep. Because the spirit is distributing to each one so that you may build up the body of Christ, uh, encourage each other in the faith. Great way to think mm-hmm. about what's going on with spiritual gifts is always to remember Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think I'll read the passage that is before us, Romans 12, 3 through 8. It says this, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, 
Amen. <laughs> Each according that was editorial, by the way. <laughs> right, that amen was courtesy of Brett Bow. Uh, Each according to the measure of the faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, That's a Romans 12 passage. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the reason we read Romans 12 is because... First Corinthians twelve was way too long to way read. Way too long, <laughs> yeah. Twelve oh. through fourteen. We got yeah. a twenty-two minute podcast, and mm-hmm. we chew up ten of it reading First Corinthians right. twelve. Well, but if twelve is fitting because it comes right off of you know of the wonderful eleven chapters that precede chapter mm-hmm. twelve, and then that therefore, what's that therefore? Therefore, to turn our attention to apply the gospel now mm-hmm. to be living sacrifices, yeah. and this is your spiritual mm-hmm. worship. And then now Paul is just flushing out practically. Yeah. What that looks like. And in the place of yep. Romans 12, mm-hmm. in the narrative of Romans, is an absolute gift to the church. Mm-hmm. It is, it's yep. crucial. Because <laughs> yep. yep. it flows out of the assurance of faith in Christ yes. Jesus. Yeah. And, yep. and, and it flows, even, even in the immediate context, out of the eschatological reality mm-hmm. of the church in chapters 9 through 11. So yep. you have, not only you have the assurance of salvation and, and the yeah, great justification, right. but then you've got the, the amazing truths of election mm-hmm. and all of those mysteries and kind of those confounding passages, unless you understand the flow of Romans and Romans 9 through 11. Mm-hmm. And then in the light of the eschatological reality of the church, you yeah. have spiritual gifts yes. and the way a Christian should act in the here and now. And you look at it and your mind goes, mm-hmm. you know, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can tell that I'm excited about it, it's because I am. <laughs> well, it is because it's about heaven. It's about eternal mm-hmm. life. It's about well, our hope of going to our true home. Mm-hmm. And that should get us excited. Yep. So good. Yeah. So, spiritual gifts. Yeah, spiritual gifts. So, <laughs> how many of you have taken a spiritual gifts oh, inventory? Don't yeah, get sorry. Me started. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I just <laughs> they your can bubble. be useful yeah. tools, though. I mean, it's yeah. not like they're awful and evil, but it's not the be all end all of things. Right. No. So, and I will agree with you on this. They can be useful, especially for people who haven't thought about them at all. For yeah. for mm-hmm. new Christians, introducing yeah. the topic of spiritual gift inventory can be useful in that area. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that it perpetuates the fallacy that each and every one of us has one and only one gift yeah. in perpetuity. Right. Well, but if, you know? depending on the test, the test would, right. sh- would show you that, that that's sure. not the case. But well, and, and, that's, and, that, and it maybe disconnects us from a text like this is exciting where the Spirit's working through us mm-hmm. and... I, I guess I like to emphasize that gospel part of he's he's giving you gifts. Yeah. And, and then he's, he's saying, use them. Yeah, right. And, 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 and the amazing thing about this is this is all about the sovereignty of God yep. who knows the situation of every congregation, every mm-hmm. body of Christ that there is. And he says, this is what this body needs right now. Yeah, yep. You know, and so, you know, along yep. with the lines of the what I believe to be a fallacy that mm-hmm. each and every person owns one spiritual gift mm-hmm. for the entirety of their mm-hmm. lives. I don't think that scripture supports that. I think we can be gifted in different ways yep. at different times based yep. on the situation we're in. That's right. 
Um, there's, we would also address the issue that there's no evidence in Scripture that either the list in Romans, the list in mm-hmm. Corinthians, or the list in Ephesians taken independently mm-hmm. or together are comprehensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that, and I think that's part so of my golf, problem with spiritual ministry inventories. Is, yeah, the, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, for in in all honesty, I know my spiritual gift is sarcasm. And it's not mentioned anywhere in scripture. Right? <laughs> I would concur with that. <laughs> Cynicism. Where two or three uh, witnesses. As would all of your children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, but I mean, yeah. it, it's these sorts of things. It's uh, I've seen too many situations where someone's done. A spiritual gifts situation, and then there's an obvious need in their spiritual gifts inventory. There's an obvious need in their church to say, "Well, I'm a teacher, can't help out there." Right? Yeah. You know, hospitality is what's needed. Or something. Well, mm-hmm. see, I'm a teacher, can't do it. Mm-hmm. And that is precisely the inverse and opposite of what mm-hmm. is being taught in these yep. passages about spiritual gifts. It's not necessarily to focus on what you don't have, but what you do have and what you have been given. It's, it's focused on what you do have, what you have been given, and what is needed mm-hmm. at the moment to love your neighbors. And yeah. some of the ones you read, everyone should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. they're not just delineated between mm-hmm. some people. Like, hospitality is something all of us mm-hmm. are to allow God to work in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we should also note in that, though, there's a difference between everyone's need to be hospitable and people who have a real Gift for hospitality. Really, for hospitality. Yeah, they're really good at you know, it. Yeah. But w- one of my favorite things in the list in Romans is that exhortation. Mm-hmm. Like we we just recognize that the purpose of the body of these gifts in the body of Christ is to build up the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. One of the specific gifts is just building up the body of Christ. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's right. one of those. It's meta. <laughs> oh lord uh, yeah but but i mean you know kind of pull mm-hmm. romans 12 let's run down the list and, and kind of talk about instead of you know exactly what these gifts look like which we can define a little bit sure. but let's talk about what it means to love your neighbor in that mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to see kind of where it starts gifts to different you know, if prophecy yeah so uh, in approaching a prophecy <laughs> wackadoodle yeah. <laughs> all right can I get my soapbox out again? I, I kept it right here by my side. It's never been put away, so let's just keep going. <laughs> we need to name your soapbox. Uh, to be yeah. honest, <laughs> Ralph. Let, let, Ralph. Let's Ralph just be honest about my soapbox. Yeah. I took my soapbox and I used it to make platform shoes, so I'm just always on my soapbox. Oh, now. man. <laughs> Think about 70s platform shoes. Just don't shoes trip now. on them, please. Yeah. I have don't. no history of doing that. No, right? no. I have no history of just simply walking down the sidewalk and breaking my ankle or anything yeah. like that. Anyway, <laughs> prophecy. Stop. The gift of prophecy is not the ability to tell the future. Okay? (gasps) Not one prophet in all of Scripture possessed that ability. Every prophet in all of Scripture Mm -hmm. was relaying the word of the Lord to the situation they were given. Their funnels. They're really good funnels. Yeah. So the gift of prophecy looks more like thus says the Lord mm-hmm. than yep. this is what's going to happen. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that being said, how do we love our neighbor if we happen to have the gift of prophecy? What might that look like in a congregation? Hmm. It's the proper exhortation yep. of scripture yes. in its original intended meaning and context toward a specific situation that yep. it applies to. Yeah. Yep. And, and we, there are people in every congregation, there are pastors who are really good at it. And, and I, I don't usually name names on this, but uh, 
I think Pastor Brian Wolfmuller has a mm. unique gift to apply the truth of Scripture. Yeah. Man, man, that man understands Scripture mm-hmm. in a practical level that just is beyond anything that mm-hmm. I can even fathom being able to yep. do. So I'll say that. Uh, but we all there's, run there's into kind people. There's the, the air war preaching, teaching. Then there's kind of the ground war of yeah. through conversations. But that, exactly. There are people in my congregation that someone's struggling mm-hmm. and there is a passage of Scripture that they just apply to that person in everyday life and it's comforting <laughs> yeah. or it's challenging. It meets a need at the moment. And, and we're not just talking about rote taking scripture out of context and, and proof texting, but it's God's word is intended to comfort. God's word is intended to instruct. God's word is intended to put Christ before our eyes mm-hmm. and, and reorient us to reality in that yep. way. I think that's what the gift of prophecy looks like. And, and that's how we're loving our neighbor is applying scripture appropriately in specific situations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Prophecy. Amen. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> next one is up service. If if service and you're serving, <laughs> this is the pastor's favorite spiritual gift. <laughs> is that like and ten- this is probably one that all of us need to at least yeah. participate in. Tennis serving? Yeah, ten- no. <laughs> you know who had the real gift of service was Pete Sampras. Yeah. Oh, it. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the gift of service, the ability mm-hmm. to. I mean, and and again, people in our congregations, there is a something that needs to be done, and they will do it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are some people that aren't comfortable teaching because that's the next one, mm-hmm. but they're like, you know, I can help someone change oil that needs to change oil. I can help someone, mm-hmm. you know, build something in their home or repair mm-hmm. something in their home because yep. that's what they do. And mm-hmm. and yep. that's a beautiful thing. Yep. Yeah. I, I had a man in my congregation who he's, he's, his physical body starting to wear down, but he was kind of like the handyman around mm-hmm. church. And it was just fun. He came back just recently for doing one little project at church. And it was just fun to talk with him. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm really praising God for that he gave me these abilities to oh. to serve yeah. the Lord, to serve the church in this way. And it was like changing a light switch or something. Yeah. And it's it's an un, it's it's an unbelievably comforting reality to be in mm-hmm. when you recognize that you are using your talents and gifts. Mm-hmm. In service to the Lord, yep. vocationally. So yep. this isn't a, a vocation. Got it in there. Yeah. But this isn't a just doing sacred things with your talents. Yeah. It's recognizing that what you use your talents for yep. is serving God as you serve your neighbors. Yes. Yep. And isn't it amazing how practical it is? Mm-hmm. Oh. I yeah. think we over it's, we try to like make it into something it's not, and it's over, actually quite ordinary yeah. and quite yeah. practical. The yep. real world value of this doctrine is exactly why I'm so excited about ding, 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 it. Give us our daily yay. bread, you know, yes. just that prayer that we pray in the Lord's prayer. Yep. Good. Uh, and and good. every day I'm fascinated by if I start mm-hmm. thinking about how what's going on in my life relates to the catechism truths of our faith as drawn from scriptures, like, whoa, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing the way, that, yeah, yeah it's right. mind blown. Yes. Right? So, so yeah, gifts of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next one, he who teaches and is teaching. Okay. And again, you know, how many of us, every one of us has mm-hmm. been blessed by mm-hmm. a teacher who yep. is able to communicate oh, that truth yeah, to us in right. a special way. Yep. Yes. Yep. I mean, I, I think of a, during my high school years at my home congregation, I had a, a teacher for those years that was just fantastic, you know, teaching us to think biblically and uh, really ingraining yeah. that in us. And I'm so uh, grateful for that man today. Oh. My my sister's a school teacher yeah. and she teaches in a parochial school and 
just watching her really use her gifts to teach mm-hmm. not only like the practical things of life grammar and stuff, but also the word of God. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I try to encourage her as much as I can, just the incredible gift yeah. that it is to sow into these young people. Well, and, mm-hmm. and, and again, not to, we're not over-spiritualizing. This isn't mm-hmm. only just teaching the Word of God, but two yeah. incidents yep. in my life stand out in this way. I'm super grateful for my biology teacher mm-hmm. when I was in high school, who was a Good. member of my church mm-hmm. growing up. And, and we got to the evolution section <laughs> as sophomores, and he said— It wasn't a Christian school, right? No, this was public, public school, school, Eastern North Dakota. And all he said to us is, I'm required to teach this material, but I get to say, this is a theory. Mm-hmm. This, this is a way of explaining the world around us. It is not scientific truth. It is not proven fact. It is an operational theory. And I want you all to approach it that way. Mm-hmm. And in just doing that, he freed mm-hmm. those of us who are Christians mm-hmm. to have an open mind about the truths we were learning about actual science mm-hmm. Versus, and, and of course, this was the theory. mid-90s, yep. so yeah, it wasn't right. as politically motivated as it is, to, you know, you know, all these things, someone says settled science mm-hmm. or, or things like that. In, How in old all are the you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as old as Brian, that's my exactly. answer. <laughs> right. yeah. but, but, you know, I, I'm super thankful for his ability to teach us yeah. that, and it had n- nothing to do with my faith, and yet it had mm-hmm. everything to do with my faith. Yep. Mm-hmm. The other thing is... that skill of teaching. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other in- interaction I had is both, you know, all three of us had this um, mutual seminarian, so I can't name names, but it's his wife. We were out with them at a park in uh, uh, Minneapolis area, uh, and it was Esther and I and our kids and then his family, and we were out after church one day, and we just decided to meet up. And every little thing that happened, that her, her kids would bring her like a rock. And she would take that moment to teach them something about that rock. <laughs> and it was, I, I watched it happen. And it was, you know, it's something like my kid brings me a rock and I say, oh, that's really nice. And then they go <laughs> run off and do it. And she took that extra 20 seconds to invest in her kids a love of learning that, you know, now her kids are, they're a lot older. Mm-hmm. But it, it, one of those things that I watched, and that's what the gift of teaching looks like. And she was loving and serving mm-hmm. her neighbor, her kids, mm-hmm. in utilizing that gift. Yeah, awesome. Uh, teaching, the one, next one, the one who exhorts in his exhortation. Just be encourager. Yeah. And again, I think that's something that all of us can participate mm-hmm. in. It's not just, yeah. I mean, there are people who are better at it than others. Really? I do think that all of us need to do it. A I'm, little bit. I'm starting to think this conflicts with my spiritual gifts of sarcasm, Brian. <laughs> I think it does. And I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit is convicting you. Well, we we would remember for you know it's all said in tongue and cheek. Sarcasm. There's there's a real meaning in the the etymology of the word. It means to tear the flesh. That's what sarcasm hmm. means, literally coming from the Greek word. And you know, it's it's a it's a biting sort of thing mm-hmm. that we do when we're sarcastic. Now. Hopefully, most of the time, people realize I do it all in good fun. But you're right. We, we all need to be better job, do a better job at encouraging. When my dog likes me, he licks me. He doesn't bite me. 
Did you just call me a dog? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do. I do think that we all have something positive to say about people, especially yeah. people who go out of their way mm-hmm. to to be selfless towards others. But yes, mm-hmm. there are definitely people who are better at it than if others. If you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Well, that's but that's okay as long as you're not supposed to speak the truth in love. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. Good. One in uh, one who contributes in generosity. Again, a special gift. Uh, the the church, especially when we're talking about vocation of the church, mm-hmm. the 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 unique generosity that certain people have mm-hmm. the capability of giving in times of financial crisis or yeah. in in unique areas of needs. Uh, we had someone my very early on uh, at my time at my church give a brand new piano. Ours was out of tune and wouldn't hold mm-hmm. tune very long. And now we have this gorgeous sounding piano and it looks really mm. nice too. And it's a, they didn't want to be identified. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they did it in such a way that it was for the church. Yep. And, 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 you know, you follow along with Luther's theology, the importance of music mm-hmm. to the congregation. And it's, it, I appreciate it every Sunday because it, we're, we're, our congregation, as small as we are, gifted with very talented musicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, hearing the hymns played beautifully, uh, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I know we have a we have an incredible pipe organist uh, named Joan, and she just rocks that thing. And <laughs> every time she plays, like "Crown Him with Many Crowns" or "Holy, Holy, Holy," I just cry. Yeah. It's so oh, good. And yeah, yeah anyway, have you, have thank you, you, Joan. Have you ever had her play "In the Garden of Eden" by I Ron Butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> As Homer Simpson said, we used to make out to that hymn. Uh, <laughs> If you're not familiar with that clip, it's well worth finding it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Okay, exhortation, uh, generosity. Yeah, leads with zeal and does the acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We'll yeah, the leads with zeal. I just want to say this. Not everyone is called to be a leader. Mm-hmm. There are some people who oh. want to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Please, box, please right. seek counsel on this because I have seen mm-hmm. people who thought they were to be leaders become leaders and have done more harm than good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm saying this for the body of Christ. If you're called Mm -hmm. to be a kidney, don't try to be a liver. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Yeah, (laughs) I I have real problems and hesitations with this call in the church, in the educational institutions everywhere that we're training everyone to be a leader. Mm -hmm. We're not training everyone to be a leader Mm -hmm. because if everyone's a leader, then no one's a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, paraphrase syndrome from The Incredibles, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's I. There is a call <laughs> in Scripture for people to be ordinary, yeah, and 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 that's fine. And we need ordinary people, and we need leaders who lead with zeal, who are very capable leaders, yep. Yep. and everything in between. Yep, that's right. Yep, good. Amen. So we managed to go through an entire lesson on spiritual gifts without talking about tongues. Well, I think Maybe. we should probably pick it up in part two. And and this, I think we need to talk about some of these controversies because I think that there's balance needed uh, in the body of Christ. And not only how to, to look at this scripturally, but what if someone comes into your congregation or to your Bible study or that believes uh, in something contrary to what we, we would ascribe to, we need to, in love, ascribe worth to that person and be able to dialogue about this in a loving way. So we'll leave it on that cliffhanger. We won't return to it next episode, but we will get there because we're lining up a bunch of Q&A episodes mm. and grab bag episodes yes. after we finish Vocation and Society. And if you want us to do it sooner, you can ask that question. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be first one to enter, <laughs> right? All right, Brian. First uh, Peter chapter 2. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on vocation. God bless you and have a great week.